2: Hey everybody, welcome into Roosters on Olin Tangy Road. This is Letterman Live brought to our good brought to you by our good friends at Roosters Easy for Me to say. Ohio State 52, Northwestern 3. Oh. The Buckeyes go to 7-0. Oh. We got a big one coming up this week. We're gonna break it down. We got Anthony Schlegel down there on the end. He's ready to attack and dominate some food. Zach Boren joining us in here for Letterman Live uh first time having my good friend and co-host back in for no the show. show for a while so it's good to talk normally in studio i know get you in studio, studio you in stu- hey, uh. we got to free you from the studio once in a while to get I out know. here in the wild i know get some food uh roosters has plenty for us appreciate what that.
0: was your score prediction because i wasn't last here last week, week
2: 45 to nothing i had okay
0: that's pretty close that was really good what did you have
1: uh the cover i bet 400 dollars on them covering <laughs> and it happened <laughs> So, if gambling, cover, if okay, gambling it's were legal, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it was legal state, it was a wise, in it, it yeah. was a wise investment. Drove to Indiana, got all right. it, got uh, it, awesome. It.
1: I mean,
2: I did. I went through Indiana.
0: Sure, on the way it's to, all good. Oh, no
1: legal. <laughs> all
2: right, and then you cash the check and drive home. Yeah, no big w- a big win. And hey, six for those that are paying attention. Ohio State now six and one against the spread. Six straight wins against that number, and they're a double digit favorite once again against Wisconsin. There was. I wanted to ask you guys first and foremost, there was so much hype for this game going into last week. Everyone assumed Ohio State's going to handle Northwestern. Wisconsin's going to beat Illinois. It's going to be an unbeaten showdown. Game day is going to come. Fox big kickoff is going to be here. And then it falls flat. Did you want Wisconsin to stay undefeated? Uh, Yeah, I did. I mean, I did. But at the same time, I I think, you know, for
1: how much luster this game supposedly has lost going into Saturday, this is still a really good Wisconsin football team. Like, you know, there's times where us as Ohio State Buckeyes, we've lost to Purdue, we've lost to Iowa, right? That's all been in the past couple years. But does that mean we're a bad football team? No, the the next week we come back and knock off Wisconsin, you knock off Penn State, right? The week you, uh, the team you are the week before has no, uh, there's no outcome of the of the game next week, right? That's the great thing about football. Each week is one game at a time and it's just, wait, is that team from Wisconsin we're going to see this Saturday, is going be the same team that showed up against Michigan that beat them, whatever, 38 nothing? right? Yeah. That's going to be the team that Ohio State's going to get on Saturday.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is they're going to be a little bit hungrier this week coming out after that loss. They're going to make some adjustments. I mean, they they definitely made mistakes throwing the ball on third down when you have one of the best running backs in the country to go get you a first down didn't make a lot well, of sense. I, I
1: think their bigger problem was they gave. Uh, listen, I'm a fullback. I love the fullback <laughs> down on the goal line. They gave the fullback the ball two plays in a row and ended up having to kick a field goal from like the one yard line. They had the ball on the on the two or three yard line and you first and goal. Yeah, and you have Bourne Jonathan
2: gets, Taylor. Zach Bourne gets one shot to put it one, in. The just answer. give me one shot. That's
1: <laughs> it, right? If I don't get him, Give it to the yeah. Give it to the guy who's the best running back in the country, right? But you
0: know. Know what though defensively they've been really strong all year and what I what I like about it is I think this team and even the fans wants the matchup right it's not like oh we want it to bolster our resume down the road and beating them because they're undefeated that's not necessarily why they want it they want it because they are that good and we accept all challengers. It's different, yeah. right? Coming after, coming off of a win of fifty-two to three, and, and what they did in Nebraska and what they did the week before. It's like no, this team is focused. Everybody was talking about trap game. There's no way. They, I just see a difference in this team, one from a skill set, but also from a focus and the the ability to um, adjust. Mm-hmm. Quickly, in-game, I'm talking from the middle of the first quarter to the beginning of the second quarter when they really put their, gas, their foot on the pedal.
2: Well, hey, It's y- wild, too, Zach. These second quarters for Ohio State have been absurd. Are unbelievable. I, I think we used to see, got used to seeing, sometimes with Greg Schiano, it'd be like, okay, you get to halftime, or even Luke Fickle. Get to halftime, you're not getting anything in the third quarter fourth quarter. No. It was halftime adjustments. But as Schlegel says right there, I mean, they're putting up 24 points in the second quarter almost every single week, pitching yeah. shutouts and just putting teams away. What did they have night. this week
0: in the second quarter? 24 to nothing. Okay, so, down. yeah, so basically in the, the first half, I remember last week it was like 200 to like 20 mm-hmm. in the first half, right? And that second quarter was like 136. It was 60-some points greater than what they did in the first quarter, which was already <laughs> fast. Win. And everybody who says that they are slow starters, like I'm like, what are you watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, right.
1: I, I think just the the coaching staff especially Ryan Day is so good at in-game adjustments. You know, but but the game's even evolved. From when I played a couple years ago, right, we didn't really have iPads on the sideline. We, you know, we didn't have all that stuff. You had the coaches upstairs who was looking at stuff and relaying it. But mm-hmm. now you've got the iPads on the sidelines. You got guys studying. You have coaches who are really diving into every single series as they're coming off the field, right? So you see those in-game adjustments And I think now a days in football even more than before the good coaches become even better because of their their ability to adjust on the fly by seeing and having all of that information right in front of them.
0: Well, to to piggyback off that point, technology is only as good as what you already taught them previously. Yeah. And I think that one thing from a coaching standpoint, in the NFL, you have to adjust in-game. Yep. And we have two of them, right? Like. Day and Halfley both came from the league. Their entire thing is, what do we adjust for this week? Because they don't see it. It's scripted. And then where do we go from there? The other thing is... By them, and Coach Day has talked about it, athletes talked about it, teaching concepts, right? If I understand the why I do something on defense and then I get a different look, and this is how we practice it, it's a lot easier to teach them because it's not just something that we threw in this week and hope that it stuck yeah. because we're playing Northwestern, right? This fits into what we do philosophically, and you understand why we do it, and then you get to see it, and you say, okay, now... Because of our concept, this is where our weakness is here when they do this. That's why I need you to go do this assignment that's a little bit different than what we practice.
1: And to Schlegs' point, right – Every team that plays Ohio State, is their Super Bowl. Every, every week, right? They they want to beat Ohio State. That's their marquee game, right? So when you are Ohio State and Schlegs is talking about, you know, the concepts and, and what you're going to see, and this is where our weakness is and this is where our strength is and, and just a common sense of what you're doing, when you play teams, especially as Ohio State, Teams show you things that they've never shown before, right? Sure. They pull out formations, plays, uh, all kinds of different things against Ohio State than they would against Illinois or Nebraska, right? But yeah. that's just the way it is. So you have to have the the concept of what you're doing as a as a whole, as an offense, as a defense, in order to, to make things work, and that's what Ohio State's been so good at doing this year. They've had some teams throw some different looks at them. It, for example, the biggest one, Nebraska, when they went into the wing T formation, <laughs> run a triple, triple option, option, right? Listen, but, yeah, it took them a couple plays to, to hey, kind of buckle
2: down, but they buckled down and, and made the changes, right, and were able to, to make the plays. And what I, what I think is interesting about this matchup is that I always thought it was going to work out well for Ohio State. I, I think – Across the board, that talent wins out. Wisconsin's well-coached, but if you're talking about putting in wrinkles – what, is, what are the Badgers really going to do? The passing game's not going to get it done. I mean, I, See, I, yeah, I think I think Wisconsin's going to come in and go to the game plan that they had
1: against Michigan, right? I think they, they compare Michigan and Ohio State's defense. I think they think they're really similar. You saw Wisconsin come out. They literally brought eight offensive linemen onto the field, and they ran right at Michigan and said, stop us, right? What did they do this last week against Illinois? They tried being fancy and throwing the football, thinking it's Illinois. We can you know get our quarterback some stuff. We're not going to give Jonathan Taylor as many carries. That's yeah, – they're going to go back to how they beat Michigan and okay. how they absolutely destroyed them. So I think that's what Ohio State is is should be preparing for. But at the same time, Wisconsin's going and thinking, oh, Ohio State's never played a team this year that has literally lined up in power eye and tried to run it right at them. And Wisconsin, I know from, from their standpoint, I mean, you, you played them, right? They are very confident that their 6'8", 350-pound offensive lineman can move anyone off the ball. And so, what
0: that also does is their game plan is to limit the time of possession mm-hmm. for our yeah. offense. Right. Right? Yeah. So you're going to see 13 personnel. And just so you know out there that's that's watching and listening, the the first number is always the running back. The second number is always the amount of tight ends. So if it's 21, there's two running backs, one tight end. If it's 22, there's two running backs and two tight ends, or 13, one and three tight ends, right? So you're going to see and we call that a heavy look or even a tackle over where they're bringing extra bodies in to go on the side that they perceive they have a competitive advantage of running the football. Because we know, talent-wise, our secondary versus their receivers and their quarterback is definitely in favor of the Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I think you saw in even the Michigan State game, and is why I love that we had that already, is the physicality that we have up front is there. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be tackling. And guess what? This year, they have tackled exceptional i mean considering what they what they look like last year tackling is much improved their physical up front that's what this game is going to come down to and the best thing that we can do is if you get a three and out allow us to get on a short field we will score very quickly
2: uh, let me ask both of you guys for with your linebacker experience if i got one question about the 52-3 to win over northwestern it was boy it seemed like ohio state got gashed a few times on the rush now the end, end result was 3.3 yards per carry Northwestern only kicking one field goal. Now there were well, how couple. many yards there did were, they have? They, 150 something like that. I mean they worked for it. 3.3 yards per carry, whatever, however many yeah. times it was. Sometimes he has too many questions. Yeah. So there I, were, I, but there I, were I, you yeah. know there were four or five carries that went from 10 to 15 yards. Right. Um, Baron Browning didn't play. That's part of it. Um, you get him back this week. Ohio State expects him to play at linebacker. Did you guys watch it on Friday night and think? There was any concern at all about the rush defense? No, not at all, and this is
1: why. Because as a linebacker and as a defense, you have to be cognizant of what's going on in the game, right? Ohio State jumped out to a lead. The time that they really started getting gassed, right, was end of second quarter, it, some in that third quarter, right, where you're kind of like, what's going on here? I was at the game, I'm kind of like third quarter, like, oh, <laughs> what are we doing, right? But if you think about it, what's the score of the game? Right? If you think about it, the score, do you really think Northwesterns could come out in a spread formation? They were going four wide, right? Maybe they'd bring uh, the little YY in and put them off the hip, right? But then they would run the ball out of that. And as a linebacker, and as you're thinking, you're like, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to be throwing the ball, right, to try and score some points. (laughs) And they would go to the run. So, yeah, I mean, it happens, right? Sometimes you're thinking one thing and just you react a little late to it. And we all know football happens, you know from a split second, right? You either make tackle, you don't. And so I just think Ohio State just – the guys were thinking wrong on, on the wrong plays, and you shouldn't so much be thinking. But at the same time, who would have thought they would have ran the ball that many times in the third quarter down? <laughs> they wanted uh, to get yeah, out of there. Yeah, yeah, right. You well, know? They were so,
0: trying to run the clock out. Huh. And also we probably had mixing in some different guys, and – Ultimately it wasn't resulting in necessarily a lot of first downs. I wish I could just pop it up on my phone and look what they did, <laughs> but it obviously didn't help and it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, so so I'm not concerned with it whatsoever because it's matching personnel too. And that's to yeah. Zach's point, right? If they're gonna come out with eleven personnel, right, or, or ten personnel and run the ball from there, you know, yeah, you have more guys spread out in space and that's what they tried to do. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, them being able to run on run on us never helped open up any of the passing game. So yeah. guess what? Go Bucks!
1: Yeah. <laughs> do, hey, do you know what I love though as a linebacker? They know this week, man. It it's is going to be played it's in going. a phone booth. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's uh, what you used to call them Stone Cold. A man just right in the <laughs> hole, right? It is. Taking names and, and you know yeah, you know well, what it is, right? Hey, you know game. they're coming right downhill. This is the most fun game you have as a linebacker, man. You know exactly what's coming at you. They basically line up and tell you what's coming right at you, right? It's can you stop? It. Play, it'll
0: be playing, it'll be fun, with,
2: but it won't be casual. No, so. I'm no. playing
0: Wisconsin, playing Iowa, like you hated playing like Indiana. Oh. I mean, I'm like, Dude, you know. Running sideline, side sideline. What are we doing? Get, yeah, I'm just over here, 250 pounds, gassed. Yeah. I like, all them running around. Just put me where I'm playing. It's like inside drill on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And let's go see let's who's the tougher dude. Yep. I'm going to go take your manhood, knock your junk off, you know, and then that uh-huh. way you can't even go say hi to your girlfriend after the game because I just physically <laughs> abused you. For sure. For, for 60 That's what minutes. this game is. It's the, I, best. That's the best. It's the best. I knew uh. these
2: guys were going to get fired up the longer yeah. I had them together. <laughs> we're going to give them a quick break so they can eat some food, and we can hear from our sponsors at Roosters. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, Buckeye fans, as the official wing sponsor of your Ohio State Buckeyes, Roosters is giving away 12 trips for two to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with airfare, hotel, gift bag, and two lower-level tickets. One bowl prize winner chosen each week, along with other cool Roosters weekly prizes. So register every week at your favorite Roosters or at RoostersWings.com. Roosters, a fun, casual joint, and the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Official contest rules at RoostersWings.com.
2: Got Zach Bourne. Oh. These guys are just going to town here at Roosters uh, on a Monday afternoon, talking about Ohio State, Wisconsin, rewinding back to Northwestern. Just the healthy stuff for Zach today, though. Yeah, I Zach mean, only, I mean. Look. We got, we look at How stuff. much you
0: weighing today? Did you weigh in today, Zach? I'm not weighing today. Zach I'm and I, be I be worked out, out in the morning. We I'm going to be late tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah. The shop. It's shop good. Boys. Yeah, Shop Boys, man. We get after it every morning. Eat healthy during the week besides Schlegs. He doesn't. I eat these, man. It. I yeah. weigh 210 The, the mac and cheese bites are gone, <laughs> listen man. Listen to me. Listen I, I, listen I didn't even get one this week, Schlegs. They're
0: gone because I ate them. And I'm, yeah, I'm I ate healthy. Hungry. But you know,
1: come to Roosters, you get a little grilled chicken, get a salad. I mean, it's all great it's food. It's you know, They you, got you, great they, stuff. Can't, can't go, go wrong. wrong.
2: No, you can't. Appreciate having them as a sponsor, as always. As we look at this game, guys, and move forward, I'm going to talk about we got got Chekwa and Mike Doss coming in later. We can still talk more about this, but. Who has most impressed you coming out of this off date? If anybody caught your eye on Friday night, I mean, t- this is kind of an obvious. As one. a dude, I, uh, any dude out there? Right. I, to me, it, see, I, I. But see, who, who, p- yeah, I you Yeah, well, D- you p- I was going to talk about I wanted that. to talk about Dobbins yeah. because the way J.K. Dobbins is running right now is on another level. And I, th- and I, the only reason I bring it up right now is everybody knows what he can do in Columbus, but Jonathan Taylor gets so much more attention.
0: I have no clue why.
2: Uh, it really either. bothers me. And I I agree. I think the way he's playing, I think he's aware of that. I I talked to him during the off date for a story that's coming at Letterman Row. He wants to be viewed as the best running back, not in the Big Ten, but in the country. And Taylor is right there. Yeah, And he gets all the attention. I think that bothers him, especially because he had to deal with the Mike Weber thing last year. And the way he's playing, I mean, they gave it to him in the first quarter on third and eight and said, J.K., just go get it. And the first is a scoreless game. And he he got them a first down with tough yards and running through tackles, and I – I still remember seeing that from
1: him the last two years. Yeah, there's a perception out there that Jonathan Taylor is the best. And because of the perception, people people say, oh, the best – Best running back in the country. I even said earlier on the show, right? Supposedly yeah. the best running back in the country. But in my mind, J.K. Dobbins is by far the best running back in the country. And this is why. Jonathan Taylor goes in and, yes, he's got a bunch of yards. Yes, you know, he's got all these touchdowns over his career. I'm not doubting that, right? But when you have a running back who cannot play on third down and the Wisconsin puts in another running back in passing situations, Jonathan Taylor cannot do anything more besides get a handoff in between the tackles and run behind 6'8, 330 pound guys. That's not the best running back in my mind. You look at J.K. Dobbins and what he does in pass protection, what he does without the ball in his hands, right, and his route running ability, and then what he does with the ball in his hands and being able to make cuts and run. And When you saw the one he broke for like 68 yards and made the safety miss in the middle of the field the way he did – I mean, Jonathan Taylor can't do and that. J.K. Dobbins
0: can. Oh, the angle oh, round, the angle round
1: yes. I mean, it's unbelievable what J.K. Dobbins can do as a running back, and I think everyone across the country needs to have that conversation saying J.K. Dobbins is the best, and it goes the same for Justin Fields. Justin Fields does not get – as much recognition as – the and I'm not saying these guys aren't good, but Joe Burrow, Tua, yep. uh, Jalen Hurts, good. Trevor, right? Everyone talks about those four. Where's the conversation about Justin Fields? Because in my mind, he's putting – do you know what? He's putting up just as good as numbers with them. With, I, I mean, they have maybe more opportunities, right? Yeah. You see Jalen Hurts throwing – 40 times a game, right? I mean, what? Uh, uh, Justin Fields went out and, what was he, 18 for 23 Three. on Friday night? Four touchdowns. I mean, come on.
0: For 200 yards. And here's the other thing, too. And Urban actually brought this up on the air when he was talking about the college football playoff. And it's the eye test, and I think, right? And then when you look at JK, for yeah. example, Master Teague had 90 some like, <laughs> something yards, right? Yep. And a touchdown. Well, Wisconsin's not giving those yards to anybody else. They're giving them to Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Right? We know we have more to play for, and it's bigger than just that one game and just one individual yeah. stats
2: well and that affects chase young because well, he doesn't play 75 snaps no like and exactly. that affects justin fields yeah it, he doesn't always come out in the fourth quarter no but, but i know but, but all but, those guys yeah, so you man, look I mean, at
0: bro i mean like all these other guys are putting up these numbers and they're staying in the game longer and we're pulling ours back because sure. obviously that's not the goal the individual things come when you win they'll definitely no. be in that conversation when you beat a Wisconsin, when you beat a Penn State, when you beat a Michigan, and when you go to win a Big Ten championship, they will be there for that. The problem is perception is reality when people vote. And we, I can sit here and say, yes, J.K. runs. J.K. ran, like, I was kind of thinking about that too, Zach. Last night, Ezekiel Elliott was running hard. Yeah. He was running over guys with great pad level, Mm -hmm. making people miss. Getting the extra yard, ran over a hundred yards, beat the Eagles. The only guy that's actually gets over a hundred yards versus the Eagles defense is Zeke Elliott, right? That's how he's running. And that inflicts a lot of blows on the defense, and then you bring in Master Teague, it's a great one two punch, but he has been phenomenal. But it really for, for them, in my honest opinion, of the, the real surprise is the offensive line and the linebacker play. The offensive line from a from a young like you lose four starters, yeah. and Coach Stud being able to have all those guys, and most importantly, actually have depth, and then the linebackers from—not a surprise, but just a hey, I told you so. Because eighteen to twenty-two year olds do what they're coached to do. Yeah. These are the th- yeah. these are the four same linebackers they've had here yep. for the past three years, and Did everybody that
1: was the worst crew they've ever. Everybody had. Everybody was saying the
0: they're you know, you know, hard garbage and all this other crap. They're good. You know what, yep. because you're getting their faces coached off and they're executing. And guess what, they're playing at a high level. So, yes, it was a coaching thing, so I told you so because they are really, really good yep. and talented. But the offensive line is what makes it go. It keeps them clean. They have depth. Bam. Well, the
1: to, depth, hey, to, the depth to, to your point, to your point, to both your guys' point, right? Because we're amazing. Well, no, look how hot hey, we look at hey, these guys. Hey, hey Schlag's talks about O-line. You talk about J.K. Dobbins. Do you know who is salivating this week to play on Saturday? This Ohio State offense, and I guarantee you, in the Woody Hayes right down the road, they are talking about giving JK the ball 20 something times and hammering this Wisconsin defense right at him. They're going to try and beat Wisconsin at their own game and try and run all over Wisconsin. That offensive line of JK Dobbins are so hungry yeah. to go
2: out there this Saturday. And to for put that. a bow on that, I mean, they did that last week without uh, Thayer Munford for the most part. He, yeah. he got back into the game, and they did it without Josh Allaby. They went down. You were talking about the depth of the offensive line yeah. legs. Nicholas Petit-Friere, he, did he gets a first career no. start. Yeah. He, he wasn't perfect. No. no. But th- you're talking about playing depth. I remember – the first year I'm covering Ohio State with Zach Bourne out there, Reed Fragel is a first-year starter. Yeah, 2012. Came from that tight team, end. If they had one injury on the offensive line, it's over. That perfect season. I would have be been gone. wearing number 69 out no, there. No. guard. <laughs> been out there right tackle <laughs> Zach Boren. No, guard. No, Billy Bob, of the year. No. Billy oh, Bob, man. All right, oh. All right. What, how, wherever he's going to be his third yeah. position. Um, but now you're talking about a team that they have two significant injuries. A guy, you know, two guys who've started games. And Baron Browning's
0: games, gone. Out was out.
2: And they don't miss a. They don't miss a beat. Now again. Petit Freire was not perfect in that no. game. But now he gets – he went on the road. He played a Big Ten West opponent with a good defense. They weren't, like, struggling to move the right. football no. with him out there. Now he gets better down the road. You still have Brandon Bowen. So if something happens this week with Darren Munford, which I think he'll be out there again. Yeah,
1: hey, I, th- I think they were just resting those yeah. guys a little bit. I think they knew what they could do. I mean, going into that game, they, they, they knew. And so I think those guys are just ready this week to go in there. And th- we, We've been talking about perception, right? All the eyes are going to be on Wisconsin, Ohio State, because guess what? Everyone thinks Wisconsin has the best running back. Everyone thinks Wisconsin's got the best offensive line, sometimes in the country, but for sure the Big Ten, right? They know that, guess what? The perception is that they're better than Ohio State, so
2: those Ohio State guys are ready to go out there and put that perception to rest. All right, that seems like a good time. We're going to cut these two linebackers loose here in a second. We got the defensive backs coming in. But you're talking about going out there and proving a point. Yeah. What's that score going to be, Zach? Man, you want know everyone's talking about. We talked about it earlier.
1: Is that Schlage said? You know, Wisconsin's going to be extra hungry this week because of everything that happened at Illinois and the national. You know, the national media going off on them, saying Wisconsin's done. But in my mind, what I'm so excited about is this Ohio State football team hasn't had that big game yet, right? And, and you know, we we talked about this. I'm not. No offense. I don't like going out playing Indiana. Yeah, do I like going out and you know getting my pee hot and smacking someone in the face? Yes, but there's a there's a difference between playing Purdue and Indiana and Illinois, right? That's who Ohio State's been playing. They are they are foaming at the mouth to go out and play that big. Game that ranked opponent, that highly ranked opponent, and so yeah. But for (laughs) but still, for how much Uh, Wisconsin is excited to put that game uh, again, you know, behind them and go out to Ohio State, those guys down the road are salivating to go out there on a national stage and just smack Wisconsin. So in saying that, I am going
2: with a final of forty-two to ten. Forty-two to ten. That's bumpy. He's going to drive over to Illinois real quick. Get get that legal. What's uh, the
0: spread? uh, Ten.
2: Fourteen.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be thirty-one, thirteen, and the reason I think that is, they're going to want to slow the pace down, which is what Michigan State wanted to do. I think their defense is pretty good. We haven't faced a lot of adversity, and I actually wouldn't mind welcoming that in this type of situation at noon. Like, there's, there's always something, and I would like to see our kids respond to that. But again 31 to 13 it's all on how you win it. You know what I'm saying? Right. When does that 13 come? <laughs> oh. What does it look like? Like last week I picked 52 to 6 and it was 58 to 3. Like it doesn't matter like if they get a 7 point, you know, a touchdown oh. at the end, but I definitely think that it will all be predicated upon do we turn the ball over? And do we we win the toughness battle up front? If we do that and play on a short field, it could easily be 42.
1: But, yeah, I, I also think from that standpoint, though, everyone wants to talk about the first quarter of Ohio State. Like I talked about, there's nothing that excites you in a game, right? I think Ohio State. The reason why I think that's going to happen is because I do think they're going to come out and they're going to be so excited from the first snap, from the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. That guess what? They're just going to come out, and Ohio State's going to be ready to play. Why, and this is why. This is
0: why I had to coach Zach. See, it, sometimes <laughs> you just got to calm <laughs> no. them down. No, just you got to calm. Not on this show. you got hey, to no, 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 calm no, them no, down no, no, to go execute. No, say, no, you know what I mean. No. He executes, say, hey, no, hey, better. No, in this show, In this setting, He's better. He's way I don't have. You cannot slow him, slow him down. Yeah. No, I, I no, I ain't yeah. slowing him down. I'm of, but in the game, you gotta let him go out and execute. Mm. You know See, I'm I mean? the
1: guy. Wake up call, noon game. It's <laughs> like six fifteen a.m. Like I'm pumping uh. Creed through my, through my, through my earphones right then, baby. Like uh. it's time to go. Uh. You know?
0: Oh, but, boy,
2: <laughs> I didn't think we we're getting a Creed reference on this show, but you, know you never know what you're gonna get you on know, live. Baby. Here we uh, go. It's brought to you by Roosters. We're gonna throw it to them. We're gonna cut these guys loose. Appreciate legs and board hanging out. Appreciate, brother. Thanks, man. We'll be right back everybody, welcome back. We changed it up. We got the defensive backs in the building now. Chimney Chekwa and Mike Doss down there on the far end.
3: Hello. Welcome.
2: It's like a new show again. 52 to 3. I'll just reset the whole deal. I I was was talking to Chimney while he slid in here just about, you know, what you guys are feeling coming out of Friday night. Because, I don't know, sometimes people get bored with some of those easy wins. But, Chimney, what were you looking for there? What what stood out against that? Of the Wildcats on the road.
4: Yeah, I don't get bored at all. <laughs> I'd rather – if they win 100-3, to I'll watch every minute of it and be excited about it. But right. But I did think um, you could see some of the improvement from Justin Fields. You know, he's been – he's he's shown that his floor is really high already. Yeah. And him continuing to get better every week is going to be important for Ohio State to do what they want to do. But you can see him stepping up in the pocket more, uh, throwing the ball down the middle of the field more, which is part of his progression as he continues to grow as a, grow as a quarterback.
3: Mike, what'd you think? Same thing. I mean, I was actually in Minneapolis for the week. So I was up there um, for my master's program, and we had a big party, watch party. <laughs> I was excited, you know, hanging out with a bunch of alum in Minneapolis. And um, it turned out the way that we expected. You know, we expected to go in there and handle our business. Chase Young continuing to chasing the sack <laughs> yes. record. And as Chimney just alluded to, you can, you're seeing the growth in fields. Arm and touch. We talked a few weeks ago. It's going to be some times where, as he, his throw to Austin Ward he, two, three weeks ago, he might have missed it and overthrew it. Where now
2: he's Sh- dropped. You he shouldn't it in throw the to the me though, Josh. <laughs> Just throw to Austin. i back. i I mean, I meant but, Mac, the way, you know, but the way, but the way he's playing, right? Yeah, exactly. he, could
3: com- he could throw it to you. And, I, and, <laughs> and we, once
2: those other weapons right. are worried about, I might sneak open. Right. Right.
3: But but, but no, yeah. it was uh, it was good. I mean, Jk. Toting the, the mail, Master Teague. I mean, he's on his way to thousand yards. If yeah. he keeps on pace, we'll have two thousand <laughs> yard rushers. It's crazy, right? And, yeah. and that, that'd be really, really great for the program.
2: I like you guys' perspective of this on on Fields because you know Chimney talked about him stepping up. You talked about his touch. I wonder the challenge. He's it, maybe it gets understated or people assume that this is the case, but he can extend plays with his feet. So what is the challenge that makes for a safety for a cornerback when you're out there maybe having to defend for four or five six seconds? Oh. I mean, it's a big challenge,
4: you know, because as a, as a corner, I got a clock in my head. Yes, we all um, yep. And we have to operate with that clock to be very effective and be able to anticipate things. And then once the quarterback starts scrambling, that clock, you throw that clock out the window. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that was just, yeah. it was just street ball. Street and That's ball. not what you yes. practice, right? right. So um, it's difficult, but also from a quarterback's perspective, Always scrambling isn't always a good thing. Like always rolling out and leaving the pocket isn't always a good thing because you, I mean that that hurts the receivers sure. at times too because right. they also have this this rhythm and they're that, that they're trying to stick to. Um, so being able to extend the play by stepping up, you know, being able to move within the pocket is even better because now you keep your eyes downfield. You allow the receivers to get used to you know you stepping up and con-
2: continuing to be able to deliver that throw on target. Doss the back line what's the challenge
3: well i mean the back you just you know you got to be able to you know anticipate and now you got this receiver thinking oh he's going on this flag route seven cut you read it you, you give him a little inch thinking that it's <laughs> open now the quarterback rolls out you like uh oh got to play <laughs> basketball man to man now the receiver turns it up the sideline and now he's throwing it back to the post and you're like holy you know yeah. like, what, am, what, what am i going to do so the the I, what actually I like about Fields, uh, adding time in the pocket, He kind of got that Mahomes kind of feel mm-hmm. where it's like I'm looking to throw. Yeah. So it's not, you know, I think he runs from the standpoint of, okay, if it's a call run, let me be relaxed. Let me protect myself. He's sliding. But then if it's a scramble, it's kind of like I want to see someone still open. He's yeah. holding it a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, and then it's like, all right, let me get what I can get, you know.
4: And I would say this this past week more than before, like he was – so before, he was still looking downfield, like you see him looking downfield, but you can almost tell that he's looking downfield because he knows he's supposed to, but he wasn't really <laughs> going to throw it to anybody. Right. <laughs> but this week, he was looking downfield to throw the ball because you could see it in his intention. I'm going to step up. I'm scrambling. But I'm, I'm trying to find that guy. He's right. running that dig. He's coming across the field. The window's going to open up. I'm trying to find him yep. and, and deliver that ball. So you could just see the progression, man. And if, if he continues this, I mean, the Buckeyes are going to be really hard to beat moving forward.
2: When you look at the at the other quarterback in this matchup this week with Wisconsin, you know, Jack Cone has only thrown two picks. Yep. But we've seen this a bunch of times over the years with Wisconsin when they have these these great running backs and a good offensive line. But they just there's something about the way Cohn throws the ball that makes me think Ohio State and that BIA secondary is going to be fired up for this week. You guys have watched him play. You know, what do you think they will be zeroing in on here? Do they think this is a week they could? Let's bring a couple picks and get this thing going.
3: Absolutely, this is a week where the play action. As a, this week as a defensive back, you're playing in the run secondary. Okay. So in your mind, you like I'm playing the pass for the play action. I'm not gonna get hit with the stutter and go or the fake block and go. So these guys are going to be looking for combination routes. They're probably going to come out with you know double tight ends. Uh, know, two receivers, they're going to probably go trips with twins with tight end, or they're going to be motioning back to that with that jet sweep. We know Wisconsin always comes with that jet sweep to offset that offense and try to give Jonathan Taylor a crack or a seam. So you're going to get those kind of combinations and they're going to look off that play action to anticipate that pass, and I guarantee we'll have some over routes where, you know, just a few weeks ago, Arnett makes the big pick six Mm -hmm. where it'd be one of those kind of plays where he can sag off, he'll drop, and then he'll see that guy coming on the over route, and he'll have a chance to make an interception. Yeah, first and
4: second down run is big. I remember playing Wisconsin and knowing on first down I was a run player. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Imagine that. I was yep. skinny corner. I'm a run player and I've got to go tackle uh, to do, right? John Clay. Coming <laughs> back. But you, you really got to get an indication, you know, from those two tight end sets, are they run blocking or are they releasing? Because um, once you see run, you have, to, you have to add some support. You got 11 guys who – even if, even though you're a pass player, um, you yeah, got eleven guys who have to be keyed in and ready to support
3: if there's a crack or something like that yep. uh, on the run. But then, you know, and gonna sec- make, like you said, they're yeah. gonna make the corners ta- tackle. And when they come with that wide wide look, they're gonna. Block that defensive end, and they're going to try to hit that linebacker, and they're going to say our running back can beat Ohio State's corner. Yeah, we that's the matchup they want. That's right, what exactly. you know. That's what Jimmy's ta- alluding to. They're looking for that matchup to go. We're going to give our best player the football against Ohio State's corner. Can he make a play? Sure. And it's, and, and,
4: it, and it's almost a mindset shift because on first down, boom, they do that. You got to come support the run, but then second and long. Third down, you gotta you shift to, okay, now it's a passing down, yep. and i got to get ready to, to lock down on these receivers.
2: The, the other th- Tell me if I'm making a leap here or not. But you, you look at these games, and Ohio State has shut down all these Heisman contenders over the last years. Uh, you guys have all been part of that. And I keep looking at the thing with Taylor being the same thing. You devote the resources to take out their best player. You're talking about trying to get him on a matchup with the cornerback. The other way is, like, Ohio State is going to force Wisconsin to try and throw and put a lot of faith uh, on Akuda and Arnett and Sean yep. Wade to make plays. Is that a fair way to look at it or too too simplified for a game plan for Ohio State?
3: I, I, I They embrace it. I think that is the way to look at it. It's like we're going to sell out and stop Jonathan Taylor. And we're going to make sure our best athletes can go make plays, and they're going to coach them up to be ready for those situations. They're okay. going to know the routes. Yeah. It doesn't matter is, does Kuhn and those guys execute and make the pitch and catch, or do our guys continue to dominate as they've done for several weeks in the secondary and make plays by obviously PBUs or INTs? Um, so – I the, reality of it is we got two stingy defenses coming in. I mean, Wisconsin's still rated the number one defense in the country. We're rated the number four defense in the country. First, uh, third down efficiency, they're uh, like number two and we're like number three. So, I mean, you're you're, going to get a grudge max back and forth and it's going to come down to that big play. Who wants to really attack? And I think our offense attacks the the defense more than the Wisconsin does. Wisconsin kind of like try to beat you, beat you, beat you down, and wear you down. But if our offense comes out early, if we have another second quarter like we continue to have, then it, it's off to the races, and Wisconsin like, won't be able to keep up.
4: Yeah, and you're gonna have to. There's gonna be some discipline involved in the back end, man, because you got you got a very good running offense coming coming at you. They're gonna have some wrinkles. They're gonna do some play action. So you have to make sure your eyes are in the right place and you're you're really disciplined in how because. It's not your normal uh wide receiver lined up wide. You're right. gonna have two tight ends, you got things change. You playing sure. cover they're playing a, a heavy dose of cover three. The way you play cover three is gonna change against two tight ends versus a receiver. Yep. So you, you really got it. they're gonna have to be disciplined. But ultimately, um, they're definitely going to lean on those those DBs to be able to lock up, play some man, and allow
3: the guys on the inside to take take care of the run at times.
2: Does it matter to either of you guys that you want Wisconsin to stay unbeaten for this one?
3: I did. I did. I wanted I wanted them to come here at high noon, you know, number five potentially in the country, yeah. and and just make it a little bit more exciting. But as Wednesday Thursday gets here, that same adrenaline and that energy <laughs> is going to be there, sure. regardless. Yeah. So, uh, I. I it was tough to see him lose, but I felt like they took their foot off the gas the last five minutes of the game and thought it was in tow, and they, they throw an interception late, and here you go. Illinois right. is kicking a chance, you know, making the field goal.
4: Yeah, it matters in terms of perception. But in reality, it doesn't matter at all, Correct. right? Just because they lost to Illinois doesn't make Wisconsin any worse, right? <laughs> They're still going to be Wisconsin. Still going to be a tough game. Still going to be a big game. Yep. Um, just from from the fan perspective of uh, thinking, you know, Wisconsin lost a little a little bit just from that that loss that wasn't expected.
2: All right. Still a big game. It's that time uh, of week on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. It's prediction time. I know Doss getting excited over here. He's <laughs> he's been nailing it every like, seemingly every week. What do you got for me this week, man?
3: Uh I'm thinking, you know, I've heard heard the other guys earlier, you know, thinking I mean, I'm looking at it probably more like uh 31 I give I mean, we might cover the spread 31 17. I could see Wisconsin moving the ball getting a touchdown, you know, getting a touchdown on a field goal. <laughs> if we don't turn the ball over, you know, so I, I mean, I could see us giving up maybe maybe 17 points.
2: I got started a little early. We didn't even have Nicole in here Just yeah, give her prediction. All right, so Mike just gave us 3117, Nicole Cox from Roosters, our good friend, sponsor of the program. We're going through the scores. Okay. We haven't had you do that, I don't think, in a few weeks. So. no. But but you've been getting them all 100 percent correct. <laughs>
0: always, guys. Always. Yeah. A, W's a W is a W. So I predict that a lot of roosters' chicken wings will be okay. You know, okay. people will eat a lot well, of those. You've got this a new game in the <laughs> portion, <laughs> so people are
2: going to be just yep. down the road on Tangy. <laughs> yes, they'll be yes. coming in here.
0: Um, and I would say the score is going to be 21-7 Buckeyes. Okay. So, so
2: low scoring okay. battle. Yes, Two low scoring, scoring. Okay. low scoring. But I, I mean, that's
0: just like what my gut says. I think another so. 14
2: point win for the Buckeyes. Yes. So they'll go to eight. No, if Nicole says it's going to be true, chimney <laughs> yeah. doesn't even need to go. He just. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree.
4: In terms, it's going to be less than 17 points. I would say 20 27 to
2: 10. 27-10, Buckeyes win. All right, Nicole, anything okay. else going on at Roosters right now?
0: Um, We just have our Buckeye Bowl trip giveaway, which has been going great. People can register for that through our website. And then we have our food truck down on campus the day of the game, right? Oh, nice. um, Look at that. Behind St. John's, okay. in between you know, looking at the shoe, so oh. right by the Fan Fest area. So okay. people can stop down there to get Roosters. Don't miss
2: that. A big part of the tailgate. <laughs> Maybe Letterman Row will have something going on down there, too. Stay tuned for that uh, as we get ready for Ohio State-Wisconsin. This has been Letterman Live. That's Mike Doss, Nicole Cox, Jim D. I'm just Austin Ward. I appreciate (laughs) Anthony Schlegel and Zach Bourne as well. We'll see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm
3: going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
0: you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing
3: The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.